Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, Pogram Politics here. Uh, today I'm just like dumb, angry, and tired. It's really just so frustrating in a way when you see the same patterns of behavior repeated over and over and over again and you know that you're dealing with people who are lying and are pathological in their lying and it's really just it gets to a point where you just bang your head against the wall and you're like god damn it why are you people so fucking terrible why are you such awful people and in the race to the bottom that QAnon has with polite society, they are just working so hard to be just so terrible and so malevolent that it really is sickening in a lot of ways listening to them talk. Uh, Praying Medic posted a tweet that was about how Republicans broke the Democratic filibuster to allow the Civil Rights Act of uh, 1964 to pass. And this is such a disingenuous and scummy way to frame history that he knows what he's doing and he doesn't care that he's being disingenuous and scummy because he just wants to make the Republicans look good and the Democrats look bad. And that's the whole point of everything that QAnon does. The nature of that filibuster was Southern. And that was it. It was just the Southern politicians were blocking the Civil Rights Bill and the Northern politicians were the ones who broke the filibuster to get it passed. And the split of the two parties is mirrored North-South for both sides. So if you were a politician in the South, you basically voted against the Civil Rights Bill, and if you were a politician from the North, you basically voted for it. This was a uh, the North trying to finish up the Civil War in a lot of ways by saying, look, all that shit we've let you get away with for 100 years, 
we are not going to let you get away with anymore. And of course, the South was very angry about that. And we, I mean, we still have a systemic racism to this day. And it will go on probably for generations after us. I mean, this is the nature of problems and bigotry and intolerance that, I mean, each generation gets more and more tolerant and more accepting of people, but it ne- the hatred never goes away. It's always there. It's this unhealable wound that we have that is just a part of humanity that's really enraging. And the fact is, is that, like, America was founded as a nation that legalized slavery, and we never have truly come to grips with that. I mean, from the founding of the of the nation, the Declaration of Independence had a condemnation of slavery in it. Uh, they we blamed uh, the king for allowing slavery in America, and then we took it out. And we were like, ah, that's gonna be a little too spicy for the slaveholding states. So can't leave it in. And then, when we got to writing the actual Constitution, we had to include the Electoral College and the Three-Fifths Compromise to make the slave states happy. And that worked out for a grand total of 80 years. And then Lincoln won election without the slave state South. And that was the whole reason why we had the Electoral College and the Three-Fifths Compromise, so that they had a say in who the president would be. And then when Lincoln got elected, it found, they found out we don't have a say in that anymore. And the Republican Party is an anti-slavery party, so we're scared to death of what they're going to do. We're leaving. So the South left, and the South was the Democratic Party. So the Democrats are the party of the Confederacy. Brrr, yep, yep, you got it. You nailed it. You're, you're so keen on your basic history 101. What you don't want to talk about, and what you'll never talk about, is the corrupt bargain that got uh, Rutherford B. Hayes elected president. Basically, what happened here was your standard electoral college chicanery where uh, the Republicans who were effectively in charge of uh, the government, because Grant was president at the time, he... They were like, well, you know, we're not sure which electors we're going to allow for the Electoral College to come in here and pick uh, the next president, as it were. And uh, it was a kind of an ugly thing. Then um, they had to make a deal with the Democrats about this kind of uh, issue of the Electoral College and who was actually going to cast electoral votes and whatnot, will you? And the deal that was struck was we will let Hayes become president if he pulls the troops out of the South so we can get back to oppressing black people. And the Republicans were like, well, I mean, what do we care? I mean, we just want the presidency. We will allow you to continue to oppress black people and that is pretty much what happened and then uh, the fight for black civil rights uh, went on interminably with both parties paying lip service to them at best I mean uh, 
Woodrow Wilson was a terrible racist. Uh, FDR's policies were literally whites-only kind of things. Democrats had a lot to answer for for what they were doing. But again, this was because the Democrats controlled the South, and the South was a deeply racist, uh, scumbag, hellhole state of nightmares. And then you finally get to the 1950s and 60s where the civil rights movement really picks up steam and Eisenhower just drags his feet on civil rights after Truman integrated the military, which was a big thing. Uh, Eisenhower just wasn't very good about actually doing anything on the issue. And then Kennedy gets in and he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to push this rock up the hill. I'm going to try to get something done. And before we can find out how good a job he would have done on that issue, he gets murdered And then Lyndon Johnson comes in and says, screw it, I am absolutely going to pass civil rights. I am going to get the job done. And he does. And now, uh, I mean, the civil rights movement was, of course, putting a lot of pressure on him. There were a lot of outside forces working very hard and very diligently for the advancement of civil rights and all that good stuff. But it took the Johnson administration to actually have someone inside the government working with the outside activists to achieve tangible, meaningful results. And after the civil rights bill got passed, guess what happened? Uh, Barry Goldwater, who voted against it, won the South and he won his home state of Arizona and he got blown out everywhere else. And then over the next 20 years, Republicans welcomed the racists. And Democrats welcomed the blacks and the minorities and the oppressed. And, I mean, if you are this hardcore liberal who thinks the Democrats suck and are scum, that's fine, whatever. I'm not even going to argue on this issue. But that's what happened. I mean, this is the really, like, oversimplified short version of what was happening. And this is the truth. And this voting for the Civil Rights Bill bullshit that these people like to use about how more Republicans voted for the Civil Rights Bill than Democrats. It was not party-based. It was entirely geographic-based. And guess what the South is now? It's Republicans. And that's the thing, is that the, the QAnon and the right love to say that Democrats tricked black people into voting for them. Well, did Republicans trick racists into voting for them? Like how how did that power dynamic switch over twenty years so cleanly, so smoothly? Why did Ronald Reagan go to Philadelphia, Mississippi, and talk about states' rights right after he won the convention for his nomination in nineteen eighty as Republican nominee? What? Uh, why did he do that? Why is there all this coded talk about this stuff? Why do Why do we have people that have actually talked about the Southern strategy? I mean, these are real things. This was really done. Resentment and racism was the stock and trade of the Republican Party. And still is. Donald Trump is a racist. If you don't like that, tough shit. But that kind of disingenuous bullshit, I mean, it's just really frustrating to deal with because they know they're lying. But on one level, like them trying to cover their asses about racism is one thing. Them covering their asses about the shit they do and the damage it does to people is infuriating. Guy in Massachusetts, my beloved Commonwealth, lost his mind and got into a high-speed chase of cops and was begging Q to help him. 
and he's in in uh, uh, Mark Andre, one of the best QAnon researchers and debunkers out there. That guy is an absolute hero. Angler fish of all kinds of numbers, uh, four N G L three R F one S H. That is his Twitter handle. He's the best. If his name had been Angelfish, I probably would have actually uh, figured out that the world is a simulation and that I'm actually in the Matrix. So every time I see that his name is Anglerfish, I have to remember it is in fact not Angelfish. And thusly, uh, in fact, I do live in the actual real reality world and not the uh, fantasy world of my diseased brain. But uh, he wrote a thread that was very uh, insightful about the radicalization of this man and how QAnon melted his brain. Because that is what... uh, That is what uh, it does to people. It is uh, just really mean-spirited. I mean, it is just so frustrating seeing these mentally ill people like Jessica Prim and this poor guy from uh, Massachusetts who are just destroyed by these conspiracy theories and they need help. They need treatment. They need to be made uh, normal. They need to be made coherent and rational. They need to not be listening to the radio to try to get messages. Uh, and they don't... I mean, it's just it's, it's just really sad. It's just really, really, really sad that you have these kinds of things happening to people where they are just so lost and they, they fall into this rabbit hole that poisons their minds. And then, after this happens, what does QAnon do? False flag, Soros, uh, plant, shill, uh, he wasn't one of us, he's only here to make us look bad. They have no accountability for the damage they do to people. They have absolutely no scrupulous uh, morals. They have no compassion. They have no dignity. They have no soul. They know what they've done to this guy. They know that he watched Fall of the Cabal and he got his brain eaten by brain worms and that he was already not well, but this this poisoned him even further and it broke him. And nope, they're like, oh, good job, Travis, trying to make us look bad by having this guy do this thing. And Travis didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You did it. You're the pricks who do this shit. I mean, I'm I'm sick in the head. I wrote an over 400 tweet thread about Fall of the Cabal. It is nothing but fucking lies. Everything in that video is bullshit. All 10 chapters are horseshit lies. Period. The woman can't stop lying. The most egregious goddamn lie is the whole thing about Q-Drop 1 being all codes. She, t- she crops it. She has to fucking crop Q-Drop 1 because she doesn't want to talk about it. Honestly. And... She's a JFK Jr. truther at the end, which is hilarious. I mean, I love it. But these people just peddle lies, just flat-out bullshit, and they know they're doing it, 
and they know the impact it will have on people. And I get so many DMs from people and they tell me my mom has bought this bullshit or my dad has bought this bullshit or my family has bought this bullshit and they're sad. These people are sad that they've lost loved ones. They've lost family to this shit. And those the people, the person they knew is gone. It, they have been replaced by this lunatic who is scouring the internet for signs of the number 17 or other random minutiae and bullshit that might somehow uh, prove and validate their insane theory about... Uh, COVID, about uh, George Soros, about Obama, about Trump, and it's it's really sad to know that people are having their lives ruined by this stuff every single day, the, and the people that are happily like being pulled into this shit, they, they don't see it. They don't see it for what it truly is. The whole point of QAnon is to lie to you. And tell you that it's a search for the truth. It's about evidence. It's about research. It's about documented facts. It's about all these things. And in reality, it's all about confirmation bias and telling you that you're already right and that the truth is something you already know, but we're going to expose you to the fact that it's even worse, just a little scarier than what you already imagined it to be. And that's that's what these people do. It's what, it's what they're all about. It's just roping you in and then the next thing you know you need to try to assassinate Joe Biden because he's uh, torturing children you need to flee the cops because they are going to drug you and say that you're crazy you need to spend all your days yelling at your children or your spouse or anyone within shouting distance of you about the truth, about adrenochrome, about the mole children, about the pedivore rings, about Epstein and how he didn't kill himself. Everything about QAnon is designed to radicalize you and make you hate everyone else. And that's the thing, is that uh, Julian's Rum, one of the biggest promoters of QAnon on Twitter has spent like the last like few days bitching constantly about how he's so sick of the normies about how he wishes they would wake up so something could happen and that's really like the saddest most brutal part about this is that you end up resenting everyone everyone becomes an enemy and they're all bad people. And you hate them. You hate them because they are refusing to accept your truth. Because if they would accept your truth, then you could start killing people. That's your goal, is to start killing your enemies. If only you people would believe as I believe... Then Donald Trump could start throwing my enemies in jail or sending them to Gitmo to be executed or I could start shooting people. That's literally what QAnon wants. That's literally the goal. And it's so sick and it's so depraved. And... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You think about what they really want, their desperate desire to just see their enemies destroyed. And it's like, man, this is this is really bleak. I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, to know the truth of QAnon is to know just how, like, corrupted these people have become. That they are really, like, in a way, helpless. They're lost. They are the ones that are so badly lost. And... They have radicalized themselves so severely that when reality finally uh, hits them in a way that they can't deny, the damage to them is going to be really extreme. It's it's so hilarious that QAnon, a lot of the big promoters like to talk about how they are going to have to comfort and support and help the blue-pilled normies for when the truth comes. But in reality, what's really going to happen is uh, on election night, when Biden wins, it's them who are going to need the support and they are the ones who are going to need the help because their world is going to be shattered. And their certainty in what they believed is going to be uh, damaged. And I don't know if Q is going to stick around, uh, given the fact that uh, the leaked uh, chats from Jim Watkins uh, to the other uh, board managers of uh, Aidkun saying that, oh, Q will be done after November. I mean, again, if Jim's the one writing this stuff, I can totally see Jim, like, seeing Biden winning and being like, okay, Q's done now, click, boo, and that's it, no more Q for anyone, Q is over now. Now, if uh, Jim wants to give Q to somebody else or someone else is actually writing Q, they might try to keep the grift going. I mean, the scam is something that people want. They want to be scammed. They want to be lied to. They want to uh, believe in Q. And once you have people that refuse to uh, doubt your divinity, it is very easy to continue playing God for them. But the majority of these people are going to uh, have a real reality check. And the thing that's really terrifying about it is they're only going to believe that Trump lost. 
The rest of QAnon will remain intact. The global satanic pedivore ring will still exist. And that's why they're going to grab guns and start shooting people. I'm not saying there's going to be massive civil unrest or really horrible stuff happening, but in the days after uh, the election, there will be there will be violence. There will be violence. Uh, I hope it's not bad, but I just I can't imagine. Like even if you say the thing that QAnon is like maybe a quarter million people or a hundred thousand people or whatever it is, there's still probably going to be like five to ten nuts in QAnon with guns. They're going to lose their shit when they don't get what they want. And they're going to believe that all the world is evil and that we have now fallen to darkness and we're all going to die. And they're going to try to get their pound of flesh on their way out the door. And, I mean, that's why I do all the shit that I'm doing. I'm trying to raise awareness for the fact that these people are incredibly dangerous and bad stuff is going to happen inevitably when they don't get what they want. And if they get what they want, then the American Republic is destroyed and we're all fucked. So it's better that way than the other way. So I mean, it's better that they don't get what they want than they win. Because if they win, everyone loses. Even them. They don't know it, but, they, but that's the truth. So, I mean, to have these people lying about the toxic, horrible, evil nature of what they believe in and what they preach... It's really offensive. It's just really galling watching them being being like, "Oh, we didn't do that. We didn't do that." Just read any any Q promoter for more than a couple of days, and they will talk about how badly they want to start killing, how desperately they want vengeance, how they need revenge, how they need to destroy their enemies to save America. And that's eliminationist rhetoric. That's really hateful stuff. It's a great way to uh, condone and uh, foment violence. And that is the end game of QAnon. It has always been the end game. It will never go any other way. So uh, that's your happy thoughts for there and uh, all that good stuff. I wrote on a steam, so it's time to go to the questions. Uh, Alex Zendejas says, have you, have you given happy birthday wishes to our great leader yet? My actual question is, what is your opinion on Anglerfish's threat on the dude who kidnapped his family? Uh, I have not wished Dear Leader happy birthday yet. Um, I have very much enjoyed uh, the fact that his uh, rapidly declining health is now becoming kind of an issue, and it needs to be. Uh, the threat, His threat is really depressing. I mean, it's just, it just, again, it shows you what QAnon does to these people. It just... It heightens the the stakes. It, it makes the battle so vivid and so scary and so real for these people that it freaks them out. It makes them do crazy things because they they just get too caught up in the conspiracy and the and the idea of it all. And especially now in the, this election season. And, I mean, you have to be really insulated or have, like, really thick QAnon skin to not see all these polls showing Biden blowing Trump out of the water and not be a little worried. And it's just it's just that kind of thing where you have... Uh, you, you have the fate of the world hanging in the balance, and it, it looks so bad. 
you have uh, COVID totally uh, not under control and getting worse in so many states. You have these protests going on all across America. You you just have so much uh, chaos and instability and things are not at all what Q said they were going to be. And you look at it all and it makes doubt creep in. It makes you uncertain. It makes you worried. And, and that's only going to continue for the rest of the year. And the stress of that, because the problem with an ordered world is that when disorder gets entered into it, it shatters you. Like When you live in a world where you understand that chaos is normal and that things happen without reason all the time, you can roll the punches a lot easier. When QAnon, when you embrace the QAnon world, you embrace a rigid structure of two puppet masters making moves against each other. But your puppet master is going to win. And when things start going against him, and it doesn't make any sense because he, he can't be losing. He, he has to win because he's the good guy. He's the protagonist in the story. And when it's not going his way, now things get weird, and now you get weird because you don't know how to handle the weirdness. And, it, and so stuff gets really bad. And that's what happened to that poor guy, and that's what's going to happen to a lot of QAnon people. Um, Loretta, I hate gaslighting, uh, gay pride flags and blue waves, uh, says, does it ever occur to them the similarity of the direct... The trajectory of their cause in the Confederacy, constantly given false promises to carry on, yet nothing ever comes to fruition. Uh, the Confederacy actually was winning things for a couple of years. They looked like they were in a lot better shape. Uh, and then uh, the tide turned on them uh, very dramatically in uh, 1863 with uh, Vicksburg and Gettysburg and uh, the Emancipation Proclamation coming into effect to uh, make it so that England and uh, France we're going to have to take a pass on um, supporting the Confederacy in, in her bid for independence. So, yeah, I mean, but it is that. I mean, it is being strung along. It is false hope. It is just being told that things will get better, that we will prevail in the end. And and there's no evidence for it. I mean, it's really, like, it's that, it's that thing. I mean, I often, like, wonder... Uh, what it was it like to be a German soldier on the Russian front after like 1943, when you're just constantly on the back foot, you're constantly losing, you're, you're, everyone around you is getting killed, and you know the Russians are just going to keep hammering you, and it, and and you're never you're never going to go forward again, you're never going to launch another attack. It's just retreat all the way back to Berlin, and then when Berlin falls, you lose. And then in 1944, you hear, oh, wait, the the Americans and the British just landed in Moss in France, and now they're beating the shit out of us over there. So we're losing on two fronts instead of just one. And, I mean, I saw uh, a tweet about someone in QAnon saying that we need a victory for morale. And that's the thing, is they... Every now and then they get these little crumbs that try to they keep them going, like Epstein happening or uh, the Durham investigation being initiated or Barr talking big. But every now and then, like, they get a little something, but it, it never lasts because it's never actually anything true. Uh, everything that they get is a sugar high that just placates them for a little bit, and then they go right back into the same chasm of despair waiting for the big payoff that they'll never get. And it just really kind of sucks. 
CGJ asks, so in QAnon LARP world, what are the significant takedowns that QAnon has credit, takes credit for? I see Anon's claiming both Epstein and, and Weinstein, but I assume Q's storm of justice is far-ranging. Well, this is kind of dependent on, like, uh, if you take, like, Q's word on stuff or just pretty much any Anon who writes crap. Because uh, there's, like, there's people like the real dark judges and I, the spy, who are always making up weird, dumb LARP stuff. And uh, the real dark judges, basically, if any liberal over the age of 80 drops dead, he takes credit for killing them uh, on behalf of the uh, patriots. Uh, John McCain was killed by Trump. He absolutely... That's, I mean, that's that's from Q. It's not even just a Royal Dark Judges thing. Or the Real Dark Judges thing. But uh, Trump was killed... I mean, Trump killed McCain. Um, he was supposed to kill Pelosi, but never got around to it. Because he's kind of lazy. But, um... I mean... Uh, he intimidated the Bush family with envelopes at Pappy Bush's funeral, and he gave one to Obama and Hillary and all the other people, too. So that was a victory. That was a big win. Um, I mean, again, it, was either, it kind of blends into the previous question that like, they're looking for anything to claim uh, justice on. And the thing about Weinstein that's really kind of funny is, I mean, Q and QAnon are anti-liberal. So the Me, Team, the Me Too movement was seen as a bunch of whiny Hollywood elites pissing and moaning about stuff when they understand what a casting call is. They know what the casting couch is all about. Right, ladies? Waka waka! So, I mean, they're a bunch of sexist pigs and they have no use for liberated uh, women fighting for their rights and speaking their minds. But they take credit for uh, Me Too uh, getting Weinstein thrown in jail because... They like throwing people in jail, and they like pretending that they had anything to do with it, which they didn't. Uh, Art Chuck Rose has new pod episode, and then I gave him a list of my things, uh, a list of my schedule, as it were. Uh, Snarkbot three thousand says, "What is the racial makeup of cucumbers? Uh, incredibly white. Uh, they are whiter than a polar bear eating vanilla ice cream during a snowstorm. That's about as white as they are. I mean, there are some minorities, but for the most part, they're really white. And, uh, and I mean, uh, it feels like some of the, the... The grifter class is kind of younger, but the, uh, the rank and file are definitely boomers that are being pilled by assholes. And, I mean, now we got the yoga... Yo, yo, we got Yoga Q moving in. First, like, the Millennials and Gen Z are getting their share now. Out of Shadows uh, moving the uh, enemy spotlight from politics to Hollywood made that uh, easier pill for them to swallow. Uh, Troy Francis says, How much did the top grifters make out of QAnon? Are some just ruthlessly milking it for each... Milking for reach on social media and the ability to sell books and products, or they do they actually believe in Q? Uh, on the first one, it's hard to say. Like two or three years ago, I saw a article about praying medic uh, claiming like two point six million dollars in income. I again, I have no idea if that was accurate or not, but 
Definitely, you've got people just making bucks off this thing any way they can and using QAnon as a way to build a brand. It's a lot like Alex Jones, like, scaring the shit out of you about 9-11 so that he can then sell you uh, iodine and uh, dick pills and shit. I mean, Jordan saved herself, like, $30 uh, pots, uh, cans of coffee. Uh, Praying Medic. Today, Praying Medic had a couple tweets out about how... Uh, People had prayed and now were no longer feeling pain. That they and another and he was like, oh, another another message from a guy who did some prayer and his knees feeling a lot better. Have been hurting for years. So, I mean, these people are just doing a lot of them are just doing QAnon to uh, find an audience. Now, some of them believe, but it's really hard to figure out like who is a true believer and who is just a soulless grifter. I mean. Jordan Sather feels like the kind of guy that believes everything because he's into everything. And, uh, like, Julian's rum feels like a really lost dude who needs help. Uh, but Praying Medic is very cynical. It feels like a firefighter prophet, totally cynical, absolutely out for a buck, has no scruples whatsoever, will abandon Q at the drop of a hat. Uh, Dustin Nemos, probably just in it for the money, feels like he really enjoys getting getting paid. Uh, Matrix, he's a weird dude. I mean, it's a kind of a thing where it's like you're you you you're playing the game of uh, evil or delusional for these people, and it's a spectrum. They can land on spots that are odd, but um, for the most part, a lot of the grifters. It feels like it's a solid mix where delusional is bigger than the evil section of it. Because it's just so hard to do this kind of thing for so long without getting corrupted by it. To just tell everyone else to believe in this lie and for you to not believe in it yourself is really tough. And you got to put out that performance. You got to sell it. You got to in in to. Be a convincing actor. You've got to believe your lines. You got to you got to feel it. And I mean, when Glenn Beck first started his shit back in the day, I thought he was totally cynical. And then by the end of it, I thought he was nuts. And that's the thing is, it's just so hard to not uh, let the brain worms in when you're selling brain worms to everybody else. It's really hard to keep that packaging tight. It's really hard to not drop some of the brain worms on the ground and have them run over and ju jump into your foot and then they'll just crawl up your foot all the way up to your body and into your head and bam, now they're in your brain. So, I mean, it's just it's just really difficult to remain a dis dispassionate, level-headed, grifting scumbag who just sells this shit to people and doesn't care. <laughs> And, and and I think that in a lot a lot of ways, I think belief in it is a defense mechanism against the damage it does. Because if I was like a totally soulless shithead grifter, if I had my healing classes and my Reiki crystals and my essential oils and my Ouija boards and all this horse shit, and I was just out to make a buck, and I'm just breaking in the money, and I I'm getting my cash. There'd be a part of me that would be just sort of like really uh, like sad when I read the tweets from all these people being like, my family left me and 
everything's been destroyed, but at least I have Q and the truth. And you, you have to sit there and tell them, yeah, you've got the truth, little buddy. It's all going to work out great. And you know they fucking have nothing. You know they've thrown their, you know they've thrown away their life so they can buy some fucking t-shirts and some bullshit off you. And you've done this to them. You've ruined their lives. So, I think in a way, believing in it makes it easier because then you can be like, yeah, I'm, I believe the truth and they believe the truth and we will be vindicated. It's a lot easier to feel that way when you're taking someone's money rather than being like, yeah, I'm ripping this fucking sucker off and, I, and I've ruined his life for uh, a $10 a month Patreon subscription and a couple of vitamin supplements he buys every three weeks. So for the $30 a month or so I'm getting off this guy, it was totally worth destroying his fucking life. I mean, that's just... Uh, that doesn't seem like a very good trade-off. It seems like that would wear on me unless I was an absolute sociopath. And so embracing QAnon and buying into it's a great way to create an emotional force field so you don't have to feel like a terrible piece of shit for ruining people's lives for 30 bucks a month. Um, And uh, finally, Michael Elder says, Have you heard of any QAnoners that are also Scientologists? Can people be two kinds of bad shit insane at once? I haven't heard of a Scientologist QAnon supporter. Uh, QAnon had a uh, brief run-in where they were very angry at Scientology for a moment. Joe M. like had a bunch of very angry tweets at Scientology. And then one day those tweets went away. Because Scientology is not something for fucking people like QAnon to fuck with. They will eat your lunch, as it were. So, um, that was that. And, uh, from there, we have... I mean, we ha- the thing is, you, you, you see it with the, new, with the yoga QAnoners. You see it with, uh... A lot of these guys, uh, I'm not sure if it was exactly Sather or if it was Nemos, but there are non-Christian QAnon people that are just like try to like play kumbaya with the Christians. And they're like, hey, Christians, just because I'm not on your wavelength on the whole religion thing doesn't mean we're not check- getting the same vibe off the Q, man. You know how it goes. So, I mean, there's attempts to make uh, QAnon more holistic and crunchy and not so uh, deeply Bible-banging and theological in nature. But that's just, uh, again, attempts to placate the crowd so that you can keep staying in their good graces so you can continue to grift them. Uh, I mean, it would be really interesting if someone had like some actual hardcore non-Christian religious views and was also a huckster for this stuff. That would be uh, quite the unicorn to enjoy witnessing. So that completes the question and answer segment of today's fantabulous podcast show. So I am now totally out of gas. I'm getting ready to go to bed after I hit a few editing buttons on this thing. So uh, enjoy your Monday. Uh, Have a good one. And I will catch you all again in a little while. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.